0: Hello, and welcome to Stories and Lessons. My name is Amy Ebert, and I'm your host for today's podcast. Welcome back to the series on all things boundaries. Perfectionism is one of those qualities when you're asked in a job interview, now that you've told me your best qualities, tell me a bit about some of your lesser qualities. It's one of those types of qualities when you answer in a way like, oh, you know, it's just probably that I I work too hard. Uh, I'm always just super devoted to my job. I always go above and beyond for the company. I'm a real workaholic. Or here's a goodie, my personal fave. I always give 110%. Something along those lines. But the difference is perfectionism is real. You have an empty glass, pour in water. It can only fill to 100% capacity. If you keep pouring the water, it doesn't start to stack endlessly on top your cup runneth over. You're complimenting yourself while you're acting like you're revealing some lesser quality. However, for someone grappling with perfectionism, it can become debilitating. One of the ways I choose to overcome my perfectionism, since I have these tendencies as well, is to take on a new challenge before I've mastered it with the intention of at least getting good. For instance, I'm more on the communicator, artist side of things and not accelerated in the technical side regarding this podcast. Ask me to cut someone's hair, technically sound and creatively inclined, great balance. Technical in the computer world, not so much. If there's a group of fun people hanging out and it's my job to talk to them all day, great, easy. But if I had to spend the entire day building a house, I might ask to oversee the project You know, can I just check on everyone and make sure they have everything they need? Do you have your proper tools to do the job in the best of your capacity? I personally would prefer that. Dr. Jordan Peterson has consistently expressed that the science and data suggests that women tend to gravitate towards people-oriented professions, whereas men tend to be more inclined towards things in fields such as building, engineering, bricklaying, and the like. For this podcast, if I had to spend months learning the technical side first, I I probably wouldn't have started. I would have lost a boatload of enthusiasm. I started way before I was ready on the technical side of things. Literally, nothing in advance. No apps. I had no idea about screen sharing on my desktop and that there are pre-installed apps for voice recording and screen sharing already on my desktop. I had no idea all the capabilities inside of Canva I hadn't yet ever edited a voice recording in these apps that I'm now currently using several of. I could probably teach a mini course on some of them now. After getting educated about the processes and what was needed to get started, I simply decided to do shorter episodes to get into the habit. That's a callback if you've listened to my other episodes in the series. Posting at the same time every week, Creating a workflow, making adjustments about what's working and what isn't working, finalizing a topic, research, getting a flow, and the practice before I'm technically responsible for guests as well. I can talk to a guest, easy, no problem, and I'm naturally curious, or I wouldn't have them on as a guest at all. Regarding the technical side, I needed real-life bootcamp experience. Actually, the main reason I learned on my own about editing is because I was having a hard time finding the balance in what I wanted from an editor, somebody reasonable, since this is a startup, uh, and and reliable. The reliable part, I think, was the most challenging uh, as far as what reliable meaning on, on my timeline. They all had competence, but I didn't want to be dependent or in a jam and not feel like I I could count on them in order to get it done on my timeline. So I learned on my own for now. One of the best things for a perfectionist to do is just get started way before being ready and to commit, here's a big one, to not judging yourself. You can judge the process, just not yourself until a certain point. Say, in my case, 30 episodes, 50 episodes, 100 episodes, whatever. Make it stick, and then on those milestones, I'll do what I've learned so far episodes. I have deadlines every week, and the episode goes up then, or I would be redoing and re-editing one episode for an entire year. (laughs) Whatever I learn additionally, technically, each week gets incorporated into the next week's episode. We hope you're enjoying today's episode as much as we loved creating it for you. And speaking of creating content, producing this podcast takes time, effort, and resources. We invest our heart and soul into bringing you valuable and entertaining episodes week after week. If you've been enjoying our show and would like to show your support, we have a fantastic way for you to do so. You can now support the show by making a small contribution through our Support the Show link. It's really easy. Just click on the support the show link in the show notes section and it takes you right to our donation page. By donating, you'll be helping us cover various production costs, upgrading our equipment, and securing amazing guests for future episodes. Every little bit helps us tremendously in elevating the quality of our content. The platform is a user-friendly website where you can contribute easily. Plus, it's a fun way for us to connect with you and show our gratitude directly. We'll be sending some exclusive bonus content, behind-the-scenes footage, and special shout-outs to our supporters. So, if you appreciate what we do and want to be part of this amazing journey, consider buying us a virtual cup of coffee or two. Your support means the world to us. Together, we can make this podcast even better and continue delivering top-notch episodes for your enjoyment. We appreciate you for listening, and thank you in advance for your support. Now, back to the episode. Second on our list, here's another callback, Supportive Communities. I'm now also in podcasts communities, so when I ask a question, I'm actually doing the thing so I know what I'm even asking, and I know what to ask. That's also part of putting yourself out there from a perfectionist standpoint. Perfectionists don't want to look bad. I will agree, there are some communities and fields where the industry is not very supportive, so if you come from one of those fields, a supportive community sounds very foreign to you. Before I hired a landscaper to add in plants, refresh the grass, trim the trees, fresh rocks, etc., I wanted a bit of an undertaking at the time, so I was binge-watching all things about landscaping. How to get the perfect lawn, plants for your climate, how much water, when to water, water cycles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I was obsessed for a while with these videos where people have these gorgeous lawns. I live in Las Vegas, and they want rocks, cacti, and sprigs as our new landscape, so Not surprising that I'm obsessed with grass. I came across a video where this guy had completely shifted career fields. He went from the advertising world to plant guy. He was a fascinating expert, loved all things plants and growing life, completely living his dream as plant guy. He said that anytime he went into any nursery or spoke to other experts about plants, he was completely embraced with support, openness, advice, helpfulness, and enthusiasm even, like he had never experienced in the advertising world. He said in his previous career, people were very cutthroat and insecure because it was dog-eat-dog. Dog. No one wanted to give anyone any possible advantage by helping anyone else. Complete 180 in the plant world. Before I started, I didn't know anyone directly who was podcasting and had done so for any substantial length of time. Now I'm in podcast communities and next I'll be adding guests. All part of the support system from others who've been there, done that. One last tip for perfectionists regarding boundaries. Third one, gratitude. Create the space to incorporate daily gratitudes. On the other side of inertia is burnout. Perfectionists can burn themselves out and overextend themselves. Creating the space for at least a minimum daily gratitude takes the unrealistic pressure off of a perfectionist. Gratitude helps shift your focus from negative thoughts to positive ones, improving your overall happiness and contentment. Regularly practicing gratitude helps improve your overall mental well-being by promoting feelings of positivity and calmness. If we are at elevated stress levels and exceeding capacity— It adversely impacts the ratio between output and desired outcome. Grateful individuals report better physical health, including improved sleep quality, reduced blood pressure levels, and a stronger immune system. Expressing gratitude towards others fosters a deeper sense of connection and appreciation in relationships, helping to build stronger bonds and empathy. Practicing gratitude promotes a more optimistic outlook and helps you find the silver linings even in challenging circumstances. Or as my mother says, 12 laughs a day improves your health. (laughs) Get counting. Gratitude practice helps shift your focus from what you lack to what you have, boosting self-esteem and fostering a positive mindset, which can increase motivation and drive to achieve your goals. When you appreciate what you have and what you have to offer you feel more inspired to work towards what you desire. By incorporating regular gratitude habits, we acknowledge we're doing our best and set healthy boundaries, creating space to open up for what truly matters and create a life with deeper meaning and perspective. That's this week's lesson on boundaries and perfectionism, shedding light on the incredible potential that lies within every perfectionist. Rather than holding back, take that first step forward and embrace the opportunities that await. By stepping out, seeking support, and practicing gratitude, perfectionists can truly make a remarkable impact on the world. Remember, without action, even the highest standards become meaningless. So let us strive to unleash our full potential and let our contributions shine bright. Having said that, if you haven't done so already, we are gathering an interest list for Level Up Goal, our accountability program designed to support you in achieving your next goal. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Here's how you can get on the list. Go to levelupgoal.com or click on the link in the description that takes you to the website where you can sign up to get on the list and be a part of the coolest crew in town. Get in early because we will need to cap the amount of enrollment opportunities available, of course. For more stories and lessons, check out some of my other episodes in the series. Thank you for showing up, and be well.